You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome back, Black Guy Therapy. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, people? What's up, everybody? Whatever. That's the my that's the my attitude for the rest of the year. For these last what, four or five, how many days we got left? Three. Three days left. Yeah. Whatever. Something like that, right? So uh welcome to Black Guy Therapy. Uh hey Joe. What's up, brother? Hey Henry. Whatever. <laughs> we <laughs> What up, what up, what up? If this is your first time listening to us, know that we are Therapeutic Podcast. We are a black podcast for black men. Mm-hmm. And this podcast is primarily for black men. Right. Um to talk about our issues and, and things that we can't talk about uh with our uh family, other family members, Sometimes, white counterparts, yeah. all yeah. anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, we're a therapeutic podcast. We're here to vent about those things. Um, that makes us unique in this space because I don't think there's anybody out there doing it like this. So, no, not that I've heard. Um, also, I want to say this: uh, we have only been doing this for what three months now, three October. four months. Yeah. yeah, I've been a visitor for about two months now. No, about three months. No, I'm a sit-in <laughs> sit visitor for two. Um, but we we we've been doing this for about a full three months yeah. now. And we just hit a thousand plays, um, and to hit a thousand plays with um, not a not a lot of uh, yeah, no marketing. Yeah, no marketing. That's 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 dope. We doing it. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but well, congratulations. You know how we do it before we get the show started. Yeah, without further ahead. ado, <laughs> Joe. There you go. There it is. There, there it is. is. There you go. Um, so congratulations, guys. Yeah. Well done, fellas. That, well done. I mean, that would have not been done if we hadn't put in the work. Because we literally put in the work to do yeah. this. Um, the meshing of schedules is is becoming a problem, but we'll get through that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway. Again, if this is your first time, we, you know, we got we to gotta celebrate ourselves every once in a while. But if this is your first time listening to us, we always talk about an issue that affects us as black men or black people. Mm-hmm. Um, something that generally we don't talk about um, because we believe that you got to get it out in there. This is, yeah. this is therapy, right? Yeah. We're a therapeutic podcast. So today we're going to talk about money and we're going to talk about black money mm. because this is something, and and th- I figured this would be a great way to start our, because th- we're moving into our second season. Now. Yeah. So this would be a great way to start our second season by talking about money. Yeah. Right? Yep. So. New year coming. New, new money coming. Exactly. It's a new year. New money. Who sings that song? Somebody sings that song. Uh, don't I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't I, think, I feel like it's a Rick Ross, but I could very easily be wrong. But anyway, we're talking about money. Let me give y'all some stats on black money. Oh, man. He been up early this morning with that one. (laughs) Oh, man. It's sickening. So here's some some quick facts. Now, now before you do, where is this uh, info coming from? So this info, part some of it's from CNN. Okay. Um, It's it's a mashup of of articles from across the the internet, the interwebs, right? Okay. Um, And an individual by the name of, I don't know the name of this brother, um, but he put them all together. He, he wrote the, he wrote an article about black wealth back 10 years ago. Okay. And he noticed that this article was the most read article on his website. Okay. So he updated it two or three months ago mm. with new stats and new facts. Gotcha. So, um, and I don't, you know, obviously it's been 10 years. Um, some things have changed and some have not changed a lot. Mm-hmm. But let me give you some facts now. Okay. So 96.1% of the 1.2 million households in the top 1% by income were white. Okay. So think Ooh. about that. Think about that. A hundred America's 100 richest people control more wealth than the entire black population. Oh, my gosh. Um, the five largest white landowners own more land than all black people combined. So think about that money. Um, 
And we talk about this often, and we usually here's the actual number, but the average black family would need 228 years to build the wealth of a white family today. So we are 228 years behind in the wealth, in the wealth gap. gap. Wow. So I just want to ask this one question. Out of all those statistics you just dropped, which one of them surprises you? Uh, I think the the hundred the hundred richest people controlling more wealth than than all of us combined. That doesn't surprise me. It surprises me because we have a black people have a large spending power. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, so well, the key word in that sentence says spending. We're not keeping anything. We're spending. Right, and and you're right. You you're exactly right. But that's what. I'm, you just asked what surprised yeah, yeah, yeah. me. That's no, 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 I get it. Me. I get it. No, no, no. I, I, I was saying what I, my statement was based, based off like, okay, we're spending it. We ain't keeping it. So, so exactly. we're so giving it right back to them. The one that got me What's that? is that the five wealthiest or, or the five richest white people in America yeah. own more land than all, of us. all black people combined? Yep. Why does that surprise you, though? Just because it's such a small number to such a large number. Five people. But if we go back 400 years, what did we own? Well, so and that was just passed down from generation to yeah, generation yeah. to generation. So it doesn't surprise me. It's, and, and I get where you're coming from. That's the facts. Mm-hmm. It's not surprising because this is what happened That's, in reality. I mean, yeah, yeah, they had to leg up since. But, but when you still, if you were to just look at that data in front of you, mm-hmm. take color off of it. Yeah. You say five people or more land than a billion people. Yes, that's, that's, that's staggering. Yeah, 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 that's that's ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. That yeah, just yeah. to to visualize that five mm-hmm. people, well, five families, because yeah. I'm sure it's yeah. split spread out throughout the family. Mm-hmm. Five families. Mm-hmm. Oh now, my. how many fingers you got on one hand? Check, <laughs> check five. This out. Check this out. You ain't so, got a billion of them nowhere. So, African Americans have um, one point two, uh, one point two trillion dollars. In spending, that's 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 the average spending per year. in a year for black people. One point two trillion, right? Mm-hmm. Is that is that crazy to y'all, or is that is that no? Because we because majority of the black people live for show, not for not to build. We, so so let me say this, um, and this article kind of talked about it. It it says that that. They've done some research and they feel that black people, um, the way they spend their money is is based on um, how they were treated 400 years ago. Right. When we were brought here, when we were enslaved. Right. Um, I mean, let's let's be real. We're not that far from removed from enslavement. I mean, my grandparents, grandparents were right. Enslaved people. Yeah. Right. Are we removed from slavery, though? Well, tra- the traditional, okay, the yeah. traditional. <laughs> um, yeah. but okay. they they okay. said that that black people are still are living for the moment and to hell with the future. Now that goes. To, let me, I say that to say this: um, we are behind in every category when it comes to our white counterparts, yeah. and. W- in some instances, we are a little bit a little bit further ahead, if not neck and neck with our Latino counterparts. And let's let's be real, Latinos. I mean, they've been here just like we've been here, but um, well, they were here first. Yeah, they were here first because we because <laughs> we stole Texas, were, right? Yeah, they were here first. Los so, Angeles, Texas, yeah, Arizona, that, New so. Mexico, hint, New Mexico. Yeah, so we we you know we're we're behind we're behind or we're right on the same track with them, and. But think about how far ahead, like it would still take us 228 years to accumulate the wealth of our white counterparts. And and hell, even if you put us together with our Latino brothers and sisters, how how fast would, you know, we still going to be at least 100, 150 years behind, right? What, man. So you asked the question earlier uh, about the, the 1.2 trillion. Yeah. And if that sounds right, sounds accurate. And for me, it does, and it's because of what you just talked about with that wealth gap in general. So when you got a majority of a race that's reactive with their money, that's what you get. Yep. Because if you if if you be honest, everything that we're told that we need to survive has debt associated. So the reason why there's this this high spending power is not because it's disposable income that we're spending; mm-hmm. it's reactive spending. Because we we got a car, yep. we got this credit, 
We got this. We got that. We got this payday loan. We got this title loan. College. College. I mean, there's so many things that are already holding us back financially that we can never get ahead. So we don't have money as disposable income. We have our check is going. That's why it only spends like, what, three hours in the community? I will give you the exact numbers right now. How about that? Let's hear it. So a dollar circulates six hours in the black community, mm. 17 days in the white community, mm. 20 days in the Jewish community, which those them white people too. So, yeah. <laughs> and 30 days in the Asian community. Oh my God. Yeah. Six hours to a month. Six hours to a month. So think about that. Yeah. I mean, but Shoulder shrug. Right now, let's now let's 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 look at it though. Historically, blacks were prevented um, from building wealth because of slavery, mm-hmm. right? And and Jim Crow laws yeah. from you know during the civil rights era. So I get it. Like we we ain't had a chance to, and it seems like now. What about uh, today's laws? <clears throat> I think today's laws give us the it gives us the ability to save and I think they give us the ability to win. However, comma, unless you've been taught this mm-hmm. or you 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 know about this, mm-hmm. you're gonna be behind and you ain't gonna know. Cause I'm having to discover all I, look, white folks have having having these conversations with their kids early. Yeah. Correct. They're talking about stocks, they're talking about bonds, they're talking about business. Mm-hmm. My family didn't talk to me about stocks, bonds, or business. They told me to well, get a job, to me save about, money. My family talked to me about business in the in the early age. It was the wrong type of business. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they talked about business, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, no, nah, I get we it. Ain't, we ain't the, talking about business. Mm-mm. We ain't talking about stocks. We ain't talking about bonds. We ain't talking about investments. We're not talking about real estate. Don't forget credit score. Yeah, we ain't talking credit. about credit score. Yeah, yeah, don't forget that one. Cause yeah, that, I mean, now you we have golden opportunities. But guess what? If that score ain't right, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the key right there. So sorry. Yeah. when we talk about wealth, the uh, and this is the problem. So like even when we were having a conversation a couple of months, maybe not months, but a couple of weeks ago about Kaepernick and settling, mm-hmm. the automatic thought is he took the money. Mm-hmm. So our thought process is always on the money. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the wealth gap, of course we're talking about money, but the information behind making it's more work. building is maintaining powerful. that's yeah. way more important than the actual dollar mm-hmm. we don't have the information we understand what money is we know yeah. how to spend it we even know how to make it yeah. but once we make it how do we not spend it improperly because that gap is so large think about the information gap if it's 228 years worth of dollars gotta be 400 gotta be at least 400 for information oh yeah gotta be there was a famous quote that said you know how to keep keep information from a negro (laughs) put it in a book yeah they ain't gonna read it and it ties directly into the history which is you you better not right (laughs) except this think about it they 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 forced us not not to to read yes so (laughs) you bet not yeah they even killed their own counterparts their own teaching for teaching yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. you taught a black person how to read they would hang you too yeah and that's crazy. Like that's crazy. You want somebody to be that ignorant? And well, no, it's not. I, yeah, if I, I want you to pick bro, this cotton for I'll the rest of your I'll life. I'll say you didn't let me finish. I'll just <laughs> say actually, it's not that crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but check this out: the to five you, wealthiest, yeah. the five wealthiest Black Americans are slightly less likely to hold financial assets to, such as stocks, bonds, and in their um, asset mix, their asset mix, right? So their portfolio um, of their financial assets, they do um, invest in. Uh, they, when we're talking about wealthy blacks, they're more likely um, than wealthy whites to invest in safer assets. So, preferring CDs, savings bonds, life insurance, of course, stuff like that. Of course. So, no, no risk. Yeah, as I was gonna say, so black wealthy black people don't take risk. Yeah. Now, now we're not saying all black wealthy black people don't take risk because we know a lot that do, mm-hmm. right? We mm-hmm. see them in in media. Um, what, what's my man that's suing Comcast right now? The black dude, the the he he bought the Weather Channel. Not um, Byron Allen. Yeah, Byron, Byron Allen. Allen. Yeah, you know he's suing yeah. Comcast right now, so he's taking a mean risk. Yeah. Um, what what's that all about? So he's saying that Comcast is racist. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he's saying that they didn't give. I think he said they didn't give him an opportunity or. Basically, the so they removed the Weather Channel. Is that what no, no no no? They oh, got okay. the Weather Channel. He just bought the Weather Channel. Okay. Um his argument and it's in the Supreme court right now, but I think his argument is saying, Hey, 
Comcast is is being racist towards black individuals, or at least towards me. And Comcast's argument is like, we're not being racist. We just aren't showing your stuff. Like so that's what I'm saying. Like so, weird, they're 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 talking about removing the channel. No, no, it has nothing to do with the weather. So channel. it's he just it's bought a, the he just bought channel. this, but yeah. it's another something he was trying to get in with them, yeah. and they were like, yeah, this is we don't want to show that. Yeah, it's some. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Makes sense. I was about to say, damn, the weather channel's gone. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with the weather channel. He bought the weather channel because okay. he's he's a bred it. Um, he he did it. he's done a lot of good podcasts of talking about that whole situation. Um, okay, because I'm not well versed in it, so I'm not gonna like talk about it. Gotcha. Speak on it. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Wealthy black Americans have more money in real estate than wealthy white Americans, though. So we are doing well in the real estate game. Um, not as well as we could be because still the top five. Are, I say, yeah, if you look at the <laughs> overall picture, yeah, yeah. Have but, you ever threw a pebble in the ocean and seen try to make a ripple? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that ain't working. Right, that's, that's how it looks. But but think about this: wealthy Black Americans are less likely to hold equity in business in, in business assets. That makes sense, and that's because I mean the volatility. Again, yeah, and and how did your people t- teach you about business for real? Mm-mm. And yours taught you about. A business, but yeah, not the yeah. business, not the right business, right? Brother. So I know, I, I know a business now. I know right. a couple of businesses now. <laughs> so there you go. So there's that. So I, I want to read this real quick. So first off, Byron Allen filed this lawsuit back in 2015. So this is like brand new to me. Yeah. Um. But wow. So this it's, it's in the Supreme Court yeah. as we speak. This which, which makes sense because it takes time. Yeah. 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 So contending that Comcast, after discussing a deal to carry six of his company's channels, had turned it down in violation of the Civil Rights Act of 1866, the nation's oldest federal civil rights law. It gives all persons the same right enjoyed by white citizens to make and enforce contracts and to sue. The case was thrown out three times before the U.S. Court of Appeals Mm. for the Ninth Circuit in San Fran ruled last year that the district court had improperly dismissed it. Mm. Wow. I hate to say this. But if he wins, he's dead within no. a month. No, he's not. No, he's not. Okay. Byron Allen is Byron Allen has powerful white friends. He has powerful white allies in Hollywood. He's not gonna and here's the thing, I think he will I think he's going to win this case. So um, Joe, I got a quick question for you. I mean Todd. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, Todd. I get what you're saying, he has a pro- lot of powerful white friends. But who you think them white friends more inclined to being being buddy buddy with? I'm trying to tell you, Byron Allen. Byron Allen and got I, some and, folks, and again, I hope he wins. I hope nothing happens to him, and we build off this. More people see, oh, so he did it. We can do it. Yeah, I hope he wins. I hope it, but I got a I got a feeling that ain't gonna go over too well. So I'm gonna jump back into this, unless you got something else, Joe, about the Byron Allen thing. That was a lot. I'm not going to read it all, but so please um, go on. But again, getting talking about wealth and, and the gap here. So they say one of the main reasonings for the widening of the wealth gap is because blacks are less likely to be homeowners or participate in retirements account, or retirement accounts, which uh, help to build wealth. Now, something you said earlier our spending is all reactive spending, right? Yeah. So we don't have time to save, right? To to get in these houses to build this to build this wealth, mm-hmm. right? So I, I feel like that that makes some sense there. Yeah. D E B T. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so it makes it so similar to D E B I T. I was thinking it the whole time. <laughs> I'm thinking they are so close, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um. So, and here's another stat for you. You know, whites save more for retirement than blacks, right? And Hispanic people. I can throw them in there too. Yeah. Um, on average, and this is from the Federal Reserve Bank. They did a Federal Reserve Bank's survey. Um, on average, whites have $130,000 more saved. Or no, they have $130,000 in their retirement accounts at, on average. And guess what black people have in their retirement accounts on average? 20000 19, $19,049. Compared you, to whites at one hundred thirty four hundred and seventy. dollars That's the average. This is the average. 
So now we make up fourteen percent of the United States. Apparently, they say, allegedly. When they say save, is that like for whites? What whites not saved? Is that money that has been passed along? No, we're talking about four hundred one ks and RAs going out getting a job, and this is what they have in their four hundred one k RAs. Four four hundred one ks and RAs. So this is a voluntary retirement plan. Right. This excludes the money that the portion of the wealth. Yeah. <laughs> four four hundred one ks and RAs. These are voluntary retirement plans. These are what people are putting in. Yeah. And we $20,000, $19,000. So just think, if they're putting in, so say, for instance, they come from a wealthy family that says, hey, you, you got to get your job. You got to do this. But when they croak, they got a whole nother. Right. But they're not putting vault. that money. Yeah, no, no. That, that money is already yeah. some, doing something already. That's some trust already. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> when 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 they, when they when their parents or whoever croaks, a whole nother, another door opens up. Yeah. Another ship sales. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. <laughs> when we're talking about, so the Nation of Islam Research Organization, um, and I don't know, sometimes I think that they're biased, but I mean, I, I trust that they're doing good research. Um, and, and the only reason I say that, that sometimes I think that they're biased is because sometimes, I mean, they go, they, they're led by Louis Farrakhan. Sometimes, Mr. Farrakhan says some things that a little, you know, that he, I feel like sometimes he says some things that have to fit a narrative, right? Um, but anyway, his people did a nation, of, the Nation of Islam Research Organization Center. Um, they did a study and they saw, they were like, hey, look, blacks had a spending amount of $1.1 trillion last year, right? So they, that gives each black man, woman, and child approximately $26,000 a year to spend, right? So they they broke it down on what black people were spending their money on. All right, so now I'm about to tell you what black people were spending their money on last year. Strippers. I, I, I can tell you right now what, if it's not number one, it's number two. Well, tobacco, um, they spent $3.3 billion in tobacco products. Yep. Uh Three billion in whiskey, wine, and beer. I was thinking that was number one or two. Nah, mm-hmm. it's not number one or two. Um, two point eight billion in non-alcoholic drinks. Um, so I and I'm I'm assuming that non-alcoholic pop, yeah, soda, yeah. yeah, all this stuff, cold drinks, as they say here. Um, leisure time spending, so three point one billion. So just going to the club, yeah, you know, hanging out. Strippers, <clears throat> toys, games, and pets, three point five billion. Yep. Wow. Telephone services. I never thought about Ooh. this. But telephone services, eighteen point six billion. So gotta get the new, latest, and greatest iPhone, right? Yep. Uh, Ten billion dollars in just gifts alone. Seventeen point three billion in charitable charitable contributions. So church. Yeah. Man, I was church. About to say, church. That's church. Killing them. Um, and $23.6 billion in healthcare. Now, all that directly relates back to when we had that just stats, uh, black men's stats thing we did a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And you can see where you was like, well, we got high this, high that. Well, healthcare, $23 billion. We're, we're, we're reactive yeah. on our healthcare. Yeah. So, wow. So, yeah. Um, Kind of sucks. <laughs> that, that the healthcare stat bothers me because if you work for a company and you have health care, how is that? I mean, you pay what the copay or deductibles? The deductible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the deductibles, what? It can't be that high. Well, it depends on what the situation. I about is. say not all yeah. insurances are built the same. So yeah. some you have the low. Some you have the high, yeah. and some you have the high. See and then, what they do on the front end. People to take the cheap one on the front end, pay yep, more pay on the, the back. high on the back. Yep, and that's. Because again, That's what's killing them. they can't afford yep. to have more taken out the check. Mm-hmm. So I need to keep every dollar I can. I'm at this low deductible or the high deductible. And, and then on the back end, you know, once I hit that threshold, not everything I got to pay out of pocket. Mm-hmm. So that's when my, my kidneys go bad and my heart, I have heart, whatever it is. Now I got thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 in hospital bills. Sir, you're going to need 500000 for this heart. Yep. Well, I ain't got it. Well, you're going to die. Oh, we don't want we don't want him to die. So let's do, let's take out this loan. Let's yeah, yeah. Mortgage. Yeah. I mean, uh, put put a lien on the house. 
Yeah. We put a lean on Joel, Todd House, all my of house. Us. All right. of it. Hey yeah. man, I need this heart. Yeah. <laughs> so and But that's crazy. It is. It that's is. Crazy. And here's the here's the I, I say this is the most interesting part about all of this all or about this whole thing is that um black people don't really trust they they found in these studies that black people say that they don't really trust the banks they don't trust the system they don't trust the government right and why do you think that is well obviously we've been terrorized by (laughs) all of these people for all of our lives right yeah um so it's kind of hard to trust somebody to keep hitting you upside the head exactly right (laughs) and Um, then says sorry yeah sorry here's a lollipop yeah Exactly. Then so check, you turn back around. <laughs> right. So check this out. There are approximately 21 black owned banks in um, the United States. And with what's up? I got a question on that. Yes, sir. You got 21 black owned banks and all of them are, are, are these banks FDIC? FDIC insured? Insured? I would assume. But I, I mean, I'm not. So are they technically really black owned banks? Because you know that FDIC ain't... Well, FDIC insures the money in, Insur- in case yeah. they lose it, right? But, but who they has can that still money? own the own the bank. Yeah, yeah, you can own the bank, but so, I, I think it's something else on that one. And that's that's what I was going to ask, too, is like true ownership when you're talking money. Is insurance... But, I mean, if you're insuring me, does that mean I don't own me what do they insuring But me? what do they have to pay for that insurance? Well, they got to pay money. Right. Yeah, yeah, but, but I'm saying. But like, if I'm paying you money to insure my money to make sure that my people have money. I don't, I still got more investigation to do on that. I, I think, I think it, it makes sense, but it's just, it all, for me, it all boils down to the same thing. It's, it's never truly yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like that, after you pay for these houses, with. you still got to pay property tax. Yeah. Right. Don't, don't pay it. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You thought you lived there. <laughs> right. And is well, I I can I can talk about this another day, but it, it's funny you talk to people from different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was listening to a guy from Africa. He's like, "Look, when I came to the states and I bought a house, he was like, it was so weird because I thought when you buy the house, you own it. Yeah. It's yours." He's like, "But I didn't realize I have to pay property taxes." And he said, "You don't have that where I come from in Africa." He's like, "Once you buy it, you own it. It's yours." Yeah. He said. He said, "You a lot of people come here and they don't understand. They have to navigate a new way." Yes. So it's a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every everything has been adapted and adjusted to maintain the 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 slavery, the the modern version of slavery, which is chestnut checkers. That's it. Yeah. But let me get back to this fact. There are approximately twenty one um, black owned banks with assets totaling approximately four point seven billion um dollars right okay or 4.7 billion dollars in assets okay. um that's about 0.43 percent of black america's 1.1 trillion dollars in buying power so we're not even putting our money even when we do trust even when we do go to the banks we're not even putting our money in black banks and i and i'm a victim of this i keep saying i'm going so i haven't yet um but I don't have my money in black bank. Well, we we more we are more inclined to trust someone that doesn't look like us than we will trust someone that Which looks is like crazy. us. It, that's wow. true. That's true. Um, I think with banks right now, it's 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 tough because with banks, it's all about access, right? Mm-hmm. Like I got USAA, right? I can go anywhere, and there's there's a USAA bank or yeah. or an or an ATM that pays my debit fee or they right. get the fees and all right. the stuff. Um, I can't. Citizens Bank here in Nashville, um, black owned bank downtown on Jefferson. Unless it's down on Jefferson, I ain't seen a Citizens Bank nowhere else. Yeah. And we in, you know, we in Nashville. Have you, Henry? Mm-mm. It's only that one location, right? Down on. Yeah, if I'm on, not mistaken, I've been here all my life. That's yeah. the only one I've seen. That's the only one I've seen. You and know about like Citizens the, Bank? I, don't. <laughs> I think the headquarters may have been like two streets over. Yeah. In another smaller like building. That's the only one I've said. Which shout out to Citizens Bank because if you ever go to the the African American History Museum in DC, Citizens Bank is actually in the in one of the exhibits. That's cool. So um, I mean, it, with that, it has to be more, like in different states, but probably here in Nashville is just the one branch. I guess, but I, it's because to make it that far, you gotta you gotta be somewhere. Well, and we have to we have to realize that Nashville was a mecca for black people back in segregation because we had Fisk, we had TSU, um, and we had Meharry Medical. That was where most black doctors went to school. They went to Meharry Medical 
or and then most of our other black folks, notable black people went to TSU or Fisk, right? Or a lot of notable black people. I'm not going to say most of yeah, because I, I mean you, you got mean. Howard and yeah. all these other places that that we we have a bunch of our uh famous negroes. Yeah. So um Lift every voice. No. Yeah. But I mean Tennessee uh, Tennessee State was was definitely a mecca. I mean, M- MLK used to come here, and 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 hell, this was one of the the first places that they started the sit-ins, right? Um, mm-hmm. Down on, at Woolworths, actually was the store. Yeah, which Woolworths is open now as a restaurant, which I still feel some type of way going in there, um, just because uh, it's. I mean, it's a nice place. Well, Joe, I, I'm, well, Todd, what I would say on that is I would say don't feel some type of way because the house you live on, the land might have been a plantation. You're right. Bro. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But I still feel some type of way. Knowing that it. that location is still there. It's still there yeah. and it's still Woolworths. And upstairs they have the actual benches and chairs and seats from. So I've never that. been in there. I probably would never go in there. Yeah, but I didn't even know. So, and it's funny, I was talking to an older person here in. Um, here in Nashville mm-hmm. who lived through their Woolworths segregation. And they were like, every time I walk by Woolworths now, when I'm downtown, I still get that anxiety knowing that it's open again. I have that anxiety that, that happened when I was a child. You talking right? about the PTSD, PTSD, that mm-hmm. is PTSD. But I, we've been talking for about 30 minutes. So we, let's take a break here and okay. we're going to, we're going to pay these bills. Then we're going to be right back. We're more facts. We're still in debt. We can <laughs> deal. Look at that. Exactly. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Hey, hey, let the beat drop. <laughs> anyway, uh, stop it. Stop it. Welcome back to Black Eyed Day. Too early in the morning for that. Stop it. We had to pay some bills because we still in debt, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, that's the that's the topic of the day. Debt, right? Well, money, money, right? So before we left off, we was talking about banks, right, yeah. and buying power, spending power. So there is a blogger by the name of Matthew Corbin. I don't know. I don't know who Matthew Corbin is. I just know he's a blogger, right? But he wrote five reasons. Five reasons. Five reasons why. Talking like me today, I bro. Know, five reasons why black people like thinks black people are still broke. Reasons. Okay. The reasons. No. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just no. had to get that in. Number one, black people spend more money than we make. Yes. We Fact. know that. Fact. We know that. Yeah. Fact. That, so that that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Number two, black people don't support black businesses. Facts. Yeah. We know that, right? right? That's another thing that we know. Um, number three, black people don't save their money. Facts. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> we know that. Start telling lies or something, Joe. Make um, something up real quick, Todd. Four, black people don't know how to invest. We talked about that. Facts. I never. Le- I learned. I didn't learn how to invest until uh, I became an adult. Yeah, I was going to say, you was probably 20 plus years old. Uh, I think I was probably 19. Okay. I think I was 19 uh, when I actually learned, because uh, my uncle taught me, cause my, but my uncle works at a bank. So, mm. so again, facts. Yeah. Um, five, black people aren't working towards getting out of poverty. I don't know about that one. Yeah, that one's that Because I, I think that every day... You know, we, we do things to, we, we want to live better. Well, it depends on a large scale of things, of who you ask. They, if you surveyed 10 people, 10 black people, out of those 10 black people from all demographics of life and all over, how many you would say are planning for their future? Well, I, that's a loaded question because. That's why I gave you a loaded t- gun. If, if, if we got 10, if we're talking about 10 black people from 10 different walks of life, each one of them is going to have a different philosophy on something. So I'm going to have 10 different answers. How many of them would you have? Would, how many of them would you have think would have the mentality of, man, they don't care about me. Bump this. They, I think I'm they a, all might have I'm that. A, I'm going to live. I'm going to live for today and not tomorrow. I think they all might have that. 
So again, or, or or a piece of it. They may not be traditional. Like I'm gonna go spend all the money I make tomorrow because I don't. I may not be here tomorrow, but it may be. Well, I'm gonna spend this because I didn't have it when I was a kid. And you know what I'm saying? Because I, I know people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's just it's different. So when I think about that, it makes me kind of makes me wonder a little bit because the reality is when you ask somebody a question like, and it wasn't, are you planning for the future? How was it worded in there? He said that, what was the question? Number five, that most people are not. So number five says black people aren't working towards getting out of poverty. Aren't working. So the question you would ask somebody basically is, how are you working to get out of poverty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does somebody answer that question? I go to work every day. And that's that, going to be majority of the And answers. that's going to be the majority of people. I go to work, but the reality is everything that we named before, all the stuff that we don't understand and that we don't know, that we're not privy to. Get you out of property. The wealth gap and the information on wealth gap, until that gap gets closed, people aren't even going to know how to answer that question for the most part. Right. So they say that a, a reason why blacks spend their money and don't save it is because systematic racism prevented them from safely investing in banks and it's currently impacting their ability to own property, land, or businesses, thus leaving them with nothing to pass down to future generations. Yes. Well, just do like your great, Which, great grandparents did, man. Put it in your mattress. Right. <laughs> Which means they were forced into this mindset of poverty. So even even if they were trying, they still saw all around them what was going on, so they always had this poverty mindset. Yes. So I think we were taught without being taught that mindset. Yeah. Oh, I mean, no, no doubt about it. Agreed. Um, Agreed. And we talked about this off air, uh, but we talk about these black communities in the in the 40s and 50s that were thriving and how white people would come and burn down communities overnight. It, it's funny. I, you know, I talk about we talk about that. But I was with my grandfather over at Christmas. Right. And he's 83 years old. OK. And he was telling me about this family, black family, but they looked white, lived in the town. So they're doing a little bit better than than most black people because they have access because their skin allows them yeah. to blend. Right. Mm-hmm. But once, once white folks realized that they were black, oh, they're like, Oh no, no, burn the house now right there in town. And that was it. They, the, the city allowed it to happen and they made them move out and they didn't get nothing for it. I can believe it. You know what I'm saying? So you see these things. It's like, if you do good, if you do well, if you prosper, we don't give a shit about that. We're going to tear it down You're on the radar. Right. So you, you force the mindset to, to stay in this poverty because it's like, well, shit, if I get too much money, then somebody's going to say something. And and that's why when I always talk about like, and I, I bring up specific people over and over and over again. And I do that oh, intentionally. Oh man, here we go. Because I don't want to just go pointing fingers at a bunch of people randomly, but I use specific examples because they're platforms. You going to either talk about my boy Obama or Jay-Z? Neither one. Uh-oh. We got a new one. OJ. Kevin Hart. Okay. So somebody I brought up before, but Kevin actually does a lot for his, his group of people. Mm -hmm. They're all eaten. Mm -hmm. They're all taken care of. Mm -hmm. So this isn't a situation where he does not care about his community like that. Same time when he's on that platform, he will definitely compromise his platform to maintain his position. That's one of the beefs that I have when you make it to a certain level like you're saying, this family that made it to this level. Yeah. What are you doing with that platform once you get it? Because if all you're trying to do is blend at that point, then you're going to run into an issue. A la LeBron James and his gate when they rode on his gate in Brentwood. Mm-hmm. You're going to run up against that at some point. So before you get to that point, because before then, LeBron didn't say much about social issues. Mm-hmm. Even when they would ask him, he would give these really generic answers because mm-hmm. he did not want to affect his brand. Only reason why, only reason why I could imagine he wouldn't say anything, because he's still a black man, mm-hmm. and he's a big black man, mm-hmm. which means he's still going to have a certain level of fear associated when he's in certain in- environments. I'm glad you said that. A big black man. Did you see the cover issue where they compared him to the Empire State, where the monkey had the uh, woman was holding the woman? No. He had. Oh, let me pull that up. Go ahead. Keep going. So when I think about th- this topic in general, I'm like, man, Kevin, you're doing great. You're making a lot of money. You're helping out a lot of your friends and a lot of your people. Why are you doing these things to compromise? Because what you're doing is you're, you're losing your credibility. And once you lose that credibility, 
it's hard to go up against certain things. So Obama, for instance, now I'm going to talk about <laughs> Obama. It's going to be hard for Obama to sell to a lot of people that he cares about the community the same way he cares about the LGBTQ community. Is that a fair statement or a false one? I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know on that one. It's, so my, it's, my at least it's debatable. On yeah, I, it's, it's debatable, at least debatable. You're on your own on that one. Yeah, so, so the point is, Hold on, let me. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that's Vogue magazine. See, that's, I know you've seen that. Um, no, he hasn't seen it. Based off your facial expression, you haven't seen it. Let me see that again. That's interesting. Now, he may not know what they were trying to do, but now when you look at it and when he's seen it, oh, now you know what he's trying to Now you know what the people at Vogue were trying to do. And we're going to have another conversation on that probably our next episode. So, okay. So hold, yeah, hold it, on keep to it that. tight. Right. Yeah. Keep going. What, what you that's, that's the really, I'll, I'll sum it up there. It's just yeah. that, that's my challenge is that when you have a large platform and you are doing things for your community, anytime you start to compromise or start to impact negatively what your, your influence or your level of integrity could be or should be. Yeah is going to be hard to maintain and continue to sell that because if you're trying to appease this group that has that ultimate autonomy and authority and power to impact your, your bottom line, the minute you go and be like, you know what? I'm done. I'm tired of this. Let me do it just for my folks. Now you're going to have a problem. Right. And that, that's what I'd be. That's the frustration for me. So we, we've talked a lot about, spending mm -hmm. right and how we don't keep our money mm -hmm. but we can take back the power a lot of people say we can take back the power by supporting black owned businesses mm -hmm. okay so black owned businesses only get two percent of black consumer dollars oh my god so and and that i mean that's that old notion the white man's ice is colder than than johnny joe's down the street right yeah uh but if if black consumers spent 10% more of their income in black businesses, it would generate 1 million jobs for African-Americans. Hey, can I, quick question. Why, how does this, how, how do people see that as value? That shoe, you see that shoe? Yeah. That's, that's consumerism. That's all it is. That, that's consumerism. Not that's, even about yeah. whether it looks good or not, it's about who's got it. Yeah, that's, that's a different topic, but... Um, well, I mean, black-owned businesses. If you would go out and buy this piece of, why wouldn't you go buy a shoe made from a black person? Yeah, because this right here does nothing to me. I'll give I'll give a good example. Big Baller brand, mm -hmm. Levar Ball, and and I think what they did was amazing. I think the reason why, you know, talk about creating narratives. I think it didn't thrive because of him. People started nope. disliking him. And and so I'm glad you said that because. How is he any different than Trump? See, it's acceptable when Trump does it, but when to who? Who's it acceptable to? To, to the masses. Let's okay, say the masses, the say, general. I, I, I mean, and I was on board with the whole brand, the whole thing. I'm okay with him being loud because yeah. he he created that business. He 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 was his own marketing scheme. You know yeah, what I no, mean? No, no, no. He did it. He and, did it. And at a point, I think he should have drew back and just let the brand speak for itself at some point. But look, they're still talking about him right now. Yeah, he did correct. A, he, he, I think he, what he did, not only... But does he have a product to sell? Yes. What is he selling now? Well, number one, they got a show that's still being being. No, I'm talking about for. as far as what he was trying to do with Lonzo. He's trying to make that whole... He's and they trying just... To make that sports and LaMelo all that. and Lonzo just signed back to Big Baller. I didn't. I, I don't keep up with. It. Yeah. So I, yeah, they they finally fixed the shoe. They finally yeah. figured out what was what was the wrong issue was the Alan Foster. And I still figure. And I still feel like it was like a lot of people who didn't get their shoes. Yeah. Well, they didn't because Alan Foster. So what happened? Is, I think my little brother bought a pair, and he he hasn't got them yet. The problem was Alan Foster. So what happens is when you're not a business mind, what we're talking yep. about, you don't have the skills to run a business. You want to team up with people that look like you. Yep. He brings in Alan Foster look like him, had business experience prior to, and he actually invested in the company from the beginning. Wasn't it a, a story that they rolled out that somebody put him in that business just so it wouldn't uh, thrive? That, that, was a, that was a conspiracy theory, but... There's a lot of them. There's a lot of... And I don't know what is and what isn't, but what I do know is that he turned down deals with Nike, LeVar, the Ball family, with Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. The same company that made that shoe also made this sweater. 
Yeah. Um, but, but our people will still go buy this crap. And I'll say this. We're going to talk about that. In this next, in the next episode, we do so. Hold on to that too. Okay, okay. it all, it all yeah. goes. I'm together. just saying, like, and we'll overlook that. Why? Yeah. Oh, don't you worry. We're not gonna overlook it. Yeah, we're we gonna talk it. about that one. But, but to this okay. topic and just talking about money and business and yeah. understanding how to get yourself out of the hole. Because right now we're all working out of that hole. It's reactive spending. Lavar Ball is a great example of somebody who said, took the Booker T expression of buy your own bootstraps. Mm-hmm. From the time his boys were children, babies, he was already kind of building them up for this. Mm-hmm. One of his sons is in the NBA. The other's about to be in the NBA. The third one, once he fully recovers from that surgery, he's never potentially, been in the potentially never. he could. So he's I'm saying potentially enough. there's three kids never. that could be in the NBA from no. one family. The same family that no. created this brand to go up against no. Nike, yep. Adidas, no. Under Armour. No. And, and I mean... Even Anta is is big in the NBA now. You got a lot of players that have signed to Anta. So and Anta's a a, a billion like dollar a, brand in China. I was gonna say, ain't that like a Chinese? Yeah. But no. what's that other one? Lai Ning or Lai Ning Nine? Yeah. It's L I dash N I. Yeah. N G. I think. Who? Dwayne. Yeah. Dwayne. Yeah. Dwayne. No, they gave him his own shoe. Yeah. Okay. But Dwayne was with he was with Anta first. Ah. Dwayne was with Anta. Now your boy that plays for Golden State. Clay. No, well, Clay's with Anta. The other guy, uh, he's with the with the braids. Oh, D'Angelo. Uh, D'Angelo is with that brand. Yeah, yeah. He just signed and, with Wade. Yeah, and okay. those shoes actually look pretty good. I but want see, a pair. <laughs> I mean, he went. Lavarda did his thing. He went up against. He 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 tried to take down the conglomerate. He did. But I don't think, I don't think the strategy was was well thought out. I think he got to a point where he just started making up stuff. But he was always making up stuff. That, right. That's no, but I'm saying like, kind of the I, it's cool at the beginning to get the attention and get grabs everyone, grab everybody attention. Like, okay, yeah, we riding with him. He's he's going up against everybody. But once you do that, what do you do to keep it? Because now, 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 because you had a faulty product. Mm-hmm. So what does that do in the black community if you have a faulty product? Oh yeah, it's, it's gonna uh, be a problem trying to that. get them back. Yeah. yeah, we're not fooling with that. Yeah. So I think at some point you had to think about, okay, let's make sure we got everything in a row. Because if he had everything in a row right now, he'll probably have a second highest selling shoe behind Nike. Because unless, right. unless Jordan ever leaves Nike, it's never going to happen. Right. Never. And we know that fact. And, and Factual. What you're saying is exactly the point of why this show today is so important. There are obvious holes in the business acumen yeah. for LeVar Ball, which is why he employed the assistance of another brother. Mm-hmm. The brother was on some other stuff. Yeah. Right. He was the one that chose the, 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 whoever it was, the company that actually put the shoe together. That was on him. He did that, mm. not LeVar. Yeah. So the problem is if I'm building a business, and this is just 101 for anybody that's listening, when you're building a business, you have to have a team of people that are working with you that share your interest and that you can trust. Now, the difficult thing about trust is you've actually got to do vetting processes. Mm-hmm. You got to understand people's backgrounds, where they came from, where they are today and where they're trying to get to, because potentially they could be trying to get your spot. You never know. But in this in this case, the big baller brand, the challenge was the product because Correct. the business leader was on some other stuff. Right. Now that that dude is out of the way, you got your two main LaMelo Ball is one of the biggest stars on the planet. Right now, well, I don't if you think look it at, was ever a problem with getting Lamelo. I think as, I think as him much, and Lonzo as much as I'd like heads. to continue this, there we didn't moved over to something else, right? Like, kind, we, yeah, we, we've kind of moved away yeah. from what what we're talking about. Like, let's, go Otis Williams. Let's try to stay on on topic because because right. now we're talking about consumerism and and, and trends and, and right. things like that. Absolutely, and and my apologies for going. My point was simple. Though. I was just trying to state the fact that there are ways to make business and to be successful. When they chose to not sign with one of these other companies in their business, see, this is the black problem right here. We feel like we have to be associated with this larger brand in order to be this thing. We have to reevaluate and reassess what our version or definition of success is. You could be just as successful with your own business without partnering with one of these other major corporations and keep the entire pie. That's where I was going with this. You can keep the entire pie. And yes, there were challenges and there are going to be challenges when you start your own business with less startup capital, without the 
same level of investment from other people. Yes. Yeah, a company that's been doing it for like 30 or 40 years yeah. before you even started. Yep. Yeah, they're going to have a leg up on you. Absolutely. And that's the same thing in our communities. There's a leg up, not from our competitor, but from our fellow human beings. They have a leg up on us. But what I don't understand in our community is, yeah, the, the, the competitors have a leg up, but some of those competitors don't even care about our community. You right. have actual people that care about the community. And I say that, or you say that, to, and that brings us back to where we started, taking mm-hmm. back our power, yes. right? Yeah. If if we just spent more with our people, mm-hmm. 10% more, again, we generate a million jobs for our people. Yeah. Then that generation helps fix part of the wealth gap, right? A big and part. sad to say that that day will never happen. Right. But think about this. And I didn't, I didn't know this. I didn't know that the federal government is the largest employer of black people. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? Yeah, no. you go get your state job. Yeah, the After federal you graduate college, get your state job. Federal government is high school, the largest employer of, of of black people, and and black businesses is second largest employer of black people. So we say all that to say this: support your black people. I would have assumed it was the prison system because well, they are paying. Well, it is government, right? Pennies. <laughs> he yeah. said federal government, right? Fair there enough. it is. Fair enough. So that's where them numbers are inflated from. Yeah, that. buddy. But um, so let's talk about and we only got like 10 minutes left, but let's talk about um, black ri- uh, rich blacks September. versus poor oh, blacks, their income and spending patterns. OK. OK. So um, all black, all black households spend approximately thirty six thousand dollars. Right. And annually. OK. In expenditures. OK. Higher um, or high income black households spend. 67,000 versus low income that spend 16,000. Now, and I don't know if that 16,000 and low includes um, s- s- assistance from, from the feds, but now we you remember earlier, we talked about what black people were spending their money on. Yeah. Now we have a breakdown. Yeah. So tobacco products in, in high income is $218 in low income is $248. Jesus. Housing in high income twenty three thousand and low income seventy five hundred. Okay. Food in high income eight eighty five hundred and low income four thousand. Mm. Transportation high income eleven thousand, low income two thousand. Insurance and pensions, personal insurance or like life insurance, yeah. in high income ten thousand and low income three hundred dollars. Wow. Um, cash contributions to savings, retirement, stuff like that, $3,000 in high, $350 in low. Healthcare, $3,000 in high, $700 in low. Um, apparel and services, $2,000 in high, $500 in low. Education, $1,500 in high, $200 in low. Entertainment, Two thousand or twenty five hundred and high, six hundred and low. Um, personal care, six forty five and high, one hundred seventeen and low. Reading, a hundred dollars and high, twelve dollars and low. Um, alcohol, three hundred dollars and high, a hundred dollars and low. So, wow, that's too close. It it it's it's interesting because even though you know, you have this group of black people who make a lot of money. They still fall into the trap as those black people who make not a lot of money. Right. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that earlier being the, um, uh, what what we say where we have that, that mind, that poverty mindset. Yeah. So we, even though we got money and I mean, we hear it in our music, right. Talking about you hear rappers like I'm, I'm rich and I'm still eating ramen noodles, you know, like you hear that. So it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. I know what's to be said about that, but there <laughs> it, you go. Yeah, it's, yeah. But. And, and I say this too, some of those numbers were a little too close for me anyway. Yeah. Like the, I think it was the last one, 300 for high and 100 for low. Was that for alcohol? For alcohol, it was 
Yeah, that's right. 300 and 100. Think about that. That is not a big gap. No, it's not. So we're talking, would you say 67,000 versus? 67,000 versus 16,000. 16,000. Yeah. And 100 of that is alcohol. Versus 67, where only 300 is out. Yeah. It, it, and like I said, it, these, these are, this data came from, where did this come from? That's, wow. Uh, and income and spending patterns among black households beyond the numbers, prices and spending. Volume 3, number 24, U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Okay. Yeah. So, and obviously with the census coming up, they look at this stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. these are these are your sense. This is why it's so important to fill out the census. Yeah, because the census allows you to get access to things that that you don't have accurate data. Yeah, but we can't get access if we don't fill out the census. And again, black people, we don't trust the government. We don't. What they doing do with this things. information? <laughs> right, like what are yeah. they doing with this, and why they need to know if I'm black or I'm I'm African? Like you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. Because there's this fear that they're going to come in and get you. But really, they need this this information because these are the dollars that you get or your state gets to help build that school that your neighborhood needs. But see, here's the thing. If you don't fill it out, then, then they don't know you're there. And you can't complain that, well, my school is failing and we need a new school. We need new buildings. Well, hell, if you fill out the census, that, that would have helped because that would have gave you more market share. Right. Because now they know there's more people there. They're like, oh, shit. Well, yeah, we may need to build a new school here. You know what I'm saying? Possibly. So I get it, but I don't trust it. <laughs> well, when and and I'm one of those people that don't trust it because I mean, do you, you fill out the census? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I would hope that you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah especially where we live at now. We're in we're in an area that is emerging. It is it is growing, mm-hmm. right? And if we don't fill out the census, then they don't know we're here and we don't have access to what we need. See, when you say they don't know we're here, I. Nah, it's kind of hard to agree to 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 take that con to 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 just take that because they knew these houses were being built. Who was coming to live in these houses? Who knew these houses were being built? Federal government didn't know these houses were being nah, built, but the state did, and right. they have to pass that down. But we're on. talking about we need the, the the Fed needs to know that we're here so that they can appropriate the the dollars to the state so the state can do what they need to do. Okay, so let's go back to the inner city inner cities. You got a minute. Bye. <laughs> I don't literally. even want to talk about it. I say literally, you have a minute. Well, let's talk about the ending and, and the topic of the day. Okay. Well, <laughs> Otis you got, Williams, you got a minute. So it's so we've been talking for almost an hour. Um, final thoughts, everybody, because literally we have a minute and a half. Yeah. Spend my final thought is this: spend some time as a family, uh, trying to figure out and understand what your financial goals are and and that sounds like such a massive undertaking but just if you want to year over year improve your spending habits just look at it that way like all right let's buy one less bottle of liquor let's go on one less vacation just just think of different ways where you can keep the money in your house and your community for a little bit longer than six hours so i would say to what he said is I would say spend more time thinking of things you can do to better yourself as far as business wise. I just, I can't because I can't say take yourself away from living your life. But I will say, you know, and just take the time out where you can find extra money to build your business because it don't take much to start a business. All you got to do is get your LLC, get your credit score up. The bank will give you some money. Some banks will give you money. Just so, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So and, and with that, just enough to get to, to make that flip happen for you. So. Sit down, get you a game plan, explain this to your children, regardless of their age. They may not know it all. They may not take it all, but you're starting the process. And keep them involved in that process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're starting the process and, and just build from there because you heard the numbers. The only way those numbers are going to change is if we change, if you change as an individual. Right. So if you're not trying to change as an individual, you're really hurting your people and your generations to come because... If you got kids, they'll be here when you leave. That's right. Hopefully. Yeah. They'll be here before you leave. And how do you want them to, to wind up? Yeah. And I'll break it down. We got 30 seconds. So I'm going to break this down real fast. Otis. Uh, we need to get in these books. We need to get in these financial books. We need to get in our libraries. All you Library cards are free. 
um, you pay you pay for the library with your tax dollars. If you go to the library, get a free library card. Everybody's got a cell phone. There are apps you can download. Hoopla is one of them. Um, Libby is another. They give you access to free books online. All you have to type in is finance and stuff like that, and you will get those books. Look at those books. Study those books. That way we can help fix the gap. But with that, I have nothing else to say, and uh, we out. Peace.